Welcome back to another episode of the formerly known as the Practically Spiritual Podcast, now known as the Get Coaching Podcast, your go-to podcast for all things coaching, speaking, facilitation, and personal development. Now, this episode, uh, you know, I really hold close to my heart. I have decided to interview a birth doula. Now, you may think, what does that have to do with personal development, with coaching? You know, giving birth is such a, it's a rite of passage. It's a powerful initiation for for women and, you know, even for men being in the space, uh, you know, when your partner, when your loved one is, you know, bringing life that you've helped co-create into this world. And I often use birthing metaphors um, in a lot of the things that I train, facilitate, um, and even in coaching as well. Birthing has been giving birth myself. You know, I've given birth four times now, which is just absolutely, I still can't believe that, Um, has really transformed my life. I've learned so much about myself and Renee talks about, uh, you know, the power of intuition and tapping into your physical self. And I think this is something that everyone can learn more about. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Um, be sure to head over to Instagram or Facebook using the handle at Get Coaching Podcast. And in the show notes, you can also find um, the information on Renee, how you can get in contact with her and follow her over on Instagram as well using the handle at Renee underscore Brisbane underscore doula. Enjoy this next episode. Just share a little bit about like who you be in the world and what it is that you do. Cool. Thank you so much for having me. I'm actually a little bit nervous. It's my first podcast so my hands are a bit sweaty. Um... I am just super passionate about supporting women through their pregnancy and birthing journey. Mm -hmm. Um, This isn't something that I was in love with for a long time. It was only like since having my son that Mm -hmm. I fell in love with birth and pregnancy. So like throughout my pregnancy, I was um, holistically minded and I knew I wanted to have a natural birth and I, I knew what I wanted, but I didn't realize that I would connect so deeply with this journey and with this like sacred practice so after birthing him and having a beautiful experience um i was like wow why the fuck is other women like not why are they not having these experiences or why are they not Mm. as supported as i was or how can i help women have this experience or you know just try to guide them through this journey um so it took a while though i um went to university last year i started studying a bachelor of social science um and then it got a bit expensive so I pulled out and I was like what am I going to do now I'm at home with my son my partner's working like I'm not really doing anything um like I love being a stay-at-home mom but I wanted a job that I was passionate about but I could also be at home um so I I found a doula course and I'm like I'm just going to do it I emailed her I was like can I please have a payment plan I can't afford to pay it all at once um you know how do I get on this and so she was amazing um, I went down to do the course for four days and like, yeah, I fell in love with it. Amazing. Incredible. And, you know, what is it about, what, what is it about birth? Like birth is such a, 
we don't really talk about it that much. Like, honestly, we don't like, I, I mean, I'm literally, I'm pregnant with baby number four right now. I'm 26 weeks pregnant. So I've had a variety of different experiences in my births. The first birth was um, a natural water birth. And like, it was incredible up until the last push where I shouldn't have pushed so hard, but I just got to a point where when that, when her head popped out, Oh, sorry guys, like explicit warning here, but like, you're fine if you're listening to this. <laughs> You're fine. It's, it's totally fine. Um, but yeah, once her head popped up, I remember like that kind of got me out of my zone. I was so Zen until that moment. And then I was just like, Whoa. And she had so much hair. Like my daughter had so much hair and it was flowing in the, in the water. And I was like, is that normal? Like, are they meant to have this much hair? I was like, what the hell? And that just like, just got me out of the zone. So, um, so I ended up having um, like a tear internally in my colon. So then the next lot of pregnancies that I had, um, I would try the best that I could, but it was a cesarean situation, which is the safer option to ensure I wasn't anally incontinent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the first, but when the first time when they told me, you know, with the second child, I went in and I was like, yep, I'm going to have another water birth. Yeah. This, this is what we're doing. And they were like, not sure about that let's just and then when they were like you really should have a cesarean and I'm like well I'm not sure about that (laughs) it took me a while I was I was so scared and it was a very clinical experience it was completely different to having and full-on natural water birth Mm. which also went really quickly like I had like a five hour basically it only from the time that they put me in the bath it took 11 minutes wow Yeah. It was just like, yeah, it was all happening very quickly. Yeah. I I was really lucky in that way. But um, yeah, the second time was very clinical because I was like, oh my gosh, I've never had a a surgery before because it's major. People don't realize that cesareans, Mm -hmm. that's some serious shit. Like that's yeah, actually full situation. Um, Yeah. 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 And like I went through it fine. And then the third time I gave birth, I had a cesarean again. Mm. by that time I had all these tools. Yeah. Like I had my meditation and my breathing and I was, I had the confidence to ask for what I wanted. Whereas before I just had no idea what I was doing. Yeah, for sure. And I think, you know, so many women, especially when medically necessary and they know that they have to go in for a cesarean, so many mothers and women beat themselves up or, you know, because they can't experience this desirable birth that everyone portrays it to be, you know, in the holistic birthing world. Um, And I think women need to realize like, how fucking amazing is it that you are still able to carry your child and that you have these facilities to, um, you know, bring your child into. Um, Mm. Same thing with emergency cesareans, you know, mothers who go in and they are so hoping for something and you don't give birth many times in your life, you know, maybe like 10 max if you're really keen. Um, (laughs) Most women don't go through birth that many times. So to have that feeling of that um, experience taken away from you or out of your control can be so um, disheartening and you can feel defeated. Um, And I'm pretty new in this birth world. I only did my doula training October last year um, and I've only attended about three births so far. Um, But already from what I've seen and what I've learned is like, 
it's so important, I think, for women to be empowered all the way through from, you know, preconception is like another thing that I think we could talk about later on, but preconception and there's conception, there's pregnancy, there's birth, there's afterbirth. And I think people just think like, okay, we're just going to push the baby out and that's the biggest event. But I think the whole damn journey is the big event, you know? Um, And so, yeah, my, my passion is to, um, help women and lead and guide women through that whole process so even in the case that if you do have to have a cesarean you know you can have a cesarean in a way where you still feel empowered and you're still able to make choices do you want to have um like an eye mask or do you want to have uh, music um like headphones if you're allowed who can you have in the operating theater do you still want a birth photographer you know um and so to kind of create a ceremony or a ritual around this practice that might seem so clinical can make such a big difference for birthing people. Um, And I think that's so beautiful to have that in place as well. Absolutely. And like the third time that I gave birth and I had the second C-section and a midwife just randomly said, you know, you could, you could do this if you wanted to. And I was like, I could. And she's like, you don't have to have all those people on there. I'm like, are you serious? So I was like, okay, cool. So then it, because I knew I was like, I had a permission slip because I didn't even know that was a possibility until she informed me. And I was like, Oh, now I'm informed. I feel empowered because I'm informed. And now I'm like, cool. Now I can choose whatever I want. So then I was like, I don't want any students. I don't want, I literally was like, I want, I want the lights dimmed. I want my meditation music on. I was just really um, specific in what I wanted and I was so casual about like rocking up to, you know, the C-section and everyone met me where I was at. Like they met my energetic presence because of just the way I was holding myself. Yeah, that's so beautiful and so important because I think um, not enough people know. I had my son pretty young. I was 18 when I was pregnant and 19 when I had him. Um, and I think especially like for me to come to younger women um, who are maybe choosing or even not choosing to have children but fall pregnant um, to show how much power we can get from ourselves and we don't have to look externally for that power. Um, Mm -hmm. And because typically, you know, a lot of like young women who may not choose to have children and fall pregnant or even women, older women, you know, who um, accidentally fall pregnant or they're not prepared or, you know, they're like, oh, fuck, well, I'm pregnant now. I'm going to... It happens. It happened this time around. <laughs> I was like, whoa, whoa yeah. okay. <laughs> and it's like, you can be conscious or aware or woke or whatever you want to call it, but sometimes things happen in life and it happens for a reason. That little soul wanted to come through. Um, so to not make like women feel like as well I didn't do it the best from the beginning I didn't conceive my child right in quotations you know I didn't mm-hmm. um, and kind of putting this yourself in like the victim state and yeah. like no matter what stage you're in even if you had your baby seven years ago you can still revisit those traumas or that discomfort and heal it so you can then move on and if you progress to have more babies or you know whatever it is in your life it can unlock all those doors that that could be holding you back um and i think yeah not enough women know about our rights within the birthing system and this connotation that birth is complete hell and it's scary and it's traumatic yeah a lot of births unfortunately are traumatic and um 
I don't think that they should be disregarded and not all births are beautiful and some of them are, you know, forms of abuse. But um, I think acknowledging that and then teaching women that actually if an obstetrician or if a midwife comes into the room and you're birthing in a hospital and you don't want a vaginal exam, you can say no. If you don't want a specific medical staff, you can say no. And this is how important it is to um, either if you feel strong enough to stand in your power as a birthing person or to have someone there, whether it be your partner, your sister, a doula, your mum, to say actually, no, she doesn't want that. Or did you get her consent to do that? Um, And like I said, I haven't attended many births but from some of the births that I have attended I have seen firsthand that um, manipulation or coercion or you know use Absolutely. of language to really make vulnerable mothers question their choices um, and then on the other hand there are so many beautiful midwives that I've seen that have helped me as a doula in a, in a hospital setting you know which I think is not spoken about enough as well because um, I think there's this idea that doulas are like these uh, radical women who don't like the hospitals and the medical system. And, you know, I, I have my views on the medical system for sure, 100%. But um, I think there is a lot of um, gratitude owed to people within that system who are actually there because they're passionate and they want to do the work, you know, and that's, yeah, that's beautiful to see as well. Absolutely. And it really is like the intention And it's just that connection, isn't it? Everyone being on the same page, like everyone being on the mission of, well, the mission is to help bring a child into this world in a healthy way, safely. Yeah. And I think for the mother's voice to be heard over everything else is the most important. And not to say, you know, if a mother doesn't want to have a certain procedure done listen to her unless it's a medical emergency and you know their lives are actually at risk because I have seen firsthand as well um, the use of language to kind of give off the implication that oh you might hurt your baby if you don't do this when I know damn well that's bullshit Um, Mm -hmm. so for mothers to be informed and to know their rights before they go into that space and for every single support person to also know that they can stand in their power and know what's bullshit and what's not and what can I say no to and, you know, how can I feel empowered and, and super, super liberated within this birthing space. Mm. And it really does show you, it's funny because I found birth to be such a primal experience, mm-hmm. very primal experience where I'm like, okay, I cannot deny that I am actually a human, that the species are animals. (laughs) You know, that was something because when you're in that, you're in that pain and you always, you've just got to surrender. Like that's, you literally have no choice but to surrender. Mm-hmm, 100%. It's, it's going to come. It's going to happen. That baby's going to come out. Yeah. <laughs> and that's one thing that I found personally um, when I birthed my son that helped me with that, you know, along with like looking at calm birthing videos and all that stuff. You know, you can go to hypno classing birth, uh, hypno birthing classes, um, and you can do all these things and you can be as prepared as you think you are. But um, one thing that I go through with my clients is if you have unhealed trauma or if you have trauma that you don't even know about, um, what are ways that we can help bring it to the surface? Um, Because sometimes if we're holding on to things that we don't know we're holding on to, 
then how do we know like to take it out of us or how do we know to rise it and um, help it flow through us so doing certain practices can help women recognize that um, and I think once we become aware that our mind and our body are not separate and we are all interconnected then we can more uh, accurately I think prepare ourselves for birth and for labor and for the postpartum period um, and you know with the trauma if you're experiencing a lot of especially for women sexual trauma is a lot a lot that uh, one thing that comes up a lot um, and childhood trauma um, and our cervix are very sensitive um, so if no one knows what a cervix is it is up in your vagina and it is um, basically it dilates to help your baby come through your vagina and into the world um, and so if you are uh, holding on to trauma or if you are not feeling comfortable within your space and I believe this is a very like a survival tactic it's not going to soften and open as easily as if you were fully supported if you were you know ready if you were comfortable um, so for women also to know like the basic anatomy of our bodies like these are things I didn't know before I birthed my child I didn't even know what a birth doula was you know um and i was just like yeah like my ancestors have done this out in the bush like i'll be good you know but knowing the process of labor and knowing the different phases and knowing about what our body is physically doing i think prepares us mentally so we know like this is normal this is okay like i'm not dying you know um because it's a it can be a scary thing for some women if they haven't experienced birth outside of the typical setting that we see on mainstream media and that we see you know with stories that are floating around yeah. um, i felt pretty pissed off not gonna lie the first time i gave birth because i was like you guys didn't tell me that this is the situation like even though i watched i watched videos all the things but i felt like they were still very censored and yeah. it wasn't real yeah and I, I need to actually see what is what is real whether that is a you know intense experience or a beautiful peaceful experience but i i was like i didn't i didn't feel prepared to experience the depth of the pain yeah <laughs> depth of the pain because you know like my mum's one of seven and like they all have you know at least three children so i was like oh like it's it must be fine like it's easy because yeah. like my aunties they they just pop out kids and it's it looks easy it must just be yeah. they complain they mm. never said anything was difficult and it's not that difficult is bad or that pain is bad but it's just letting you know that hey this may happen you may yeah. feel this and it's it's okay it's only going to last for this who knows what period of time but just surrender <laughs> Yeah. yeah and that's actually something that I've learned as well like through sharing things around birth is that you know because I had a good experience I was like oh everyone can have this good experience and birth is beautiful and I was in my blissful bubble and I was like you know you don't need drugs and all this stuff um and then I you know had a couple of women come to me and like actually no that's not the case for everyone and I was like holy shit I've been living in my own bubble I was not even aware that like my truth is not the only truth and honoring women who actually do have some very traumatic or very painful difficult births and they needed that epidural or they needed that cesarean to save their lives or their children's lives or you know for reasons that are very important um and so i took a step back and i was like wow okay i need to share this i need to talk about 
how mm. difficult birth can be because yeah like you were saying I think if women are also told oh it's easy and it's light and it's beautiful and then you don't have that you're like oh mm. like, I'm so defeated I, I thought I was like, gonna apparently that's the benchmark you think yeah. and because you know when you don't have like the confidence and you are younger and things like that or you've just you've just never had confidence around this yeah. you compare yourself so you're comparing yourself to that person's mm-hmm. birth and that person's birth and 100%. And so, yeah, I think being able for women being able to share their story because I, I found as well, like if you have a good experience in birth, it's like, oh, she's just showing off, or you know, obviously it depends on who you're surrounding yourself with. Um, but as well as like if I don't have a good birthing experience or what I perceive to be good, then it's like, oh, how how do I share my experience and then not feel like I didn't do it right, you know? Because there's no right way to birth a baby. There's no right, there's no wrong. Predict how the birth is going to go. It doesn't matter if you're going to have a planned cesarean, if you're going to have a water birth, if you're going to birth out in the jungle, like you cannot predict how it's going to go. Mm. Um, And so being able to honor that and really preparing yourself that, yeah, it might be a really long journey. And if I um, find that I can't, you know, cope or I can't surrender, that is okay. Don't feel like that you have to prove anything I think as women and mothers we're like fuck I have to prove that I can do it because it's going to sound so cool you know like I think if we remove our ego from that situation for just a little bit and just honor that we have birthed a baby and that your trauma and your experience is valid and that your hurt and your pain or your despair or you know your um heightened happiness and like whether it's good or bad mm-hmm. it just all gets to be acknowledged yeah exactly and i'd love to know um renee for me you know you're a doula but even just as a mother after giving birth anything that i create i'm like whenever i i find myself talking about because i i train a lot of people to create programs co- i'm like a coach of coaches so I just find myself, I'm always talking about like, and it's like giving birth. Like I just constantly bring it up as my, as my metaphor, this, this cycle of, okay, what stage are we at? Oh, we're crowning now, we're pushing it out, like whatever it is. Um, and I'd love to know how this experience is really filtered into different areas of your life. Cause I do believe that what you learn through the process of, I'm, I'm not going to say mastering, but really taking in the depths of, the power of giving birth, the power of conception, the power of carrying your pregnancy. Yeah. How has that impacted the way that you see the world? Oh, honestly, immensely. You know, when they say like after you have children, you can never see the world in the same way. Like I am a completely different person. And I think, you know, we're changing all the time anyway, but um, through birthing my, my son, you know, like, I think like a lot of young women, I had some body insecurities or, you know, insecurities within myself that I was just like, oh, don't really know what I'm doing. I got pregnant, um, like a couple months after I finished high school. Um, he was a planned pregnancy, but I wouldn't say it was conscious conception. We were just like, let's have a baby. Um, but yeah, through that, I was, you know, I had a few insecurities. Um, and then 
as I progressed around my pregnancy, you know, my belly was getting a bit bigger. I started getting stretch marks. I was like, oh shit, you know, I wanted to be that mom that didn't have stretch marks and, you know, all this bullshit that I created in my head. Um, and then I was still a little bit insecure um, up until I birthed him. And then after I gave birth, it was like a switch went off in my head and I was like, holy shit, I'm so powerful. Like I had, like I'm magic. And, you know, I, I think most mothers we go through waves of like oh my gosh I'm like you know baby blues or like I'm very thankful that I didn't experience postpartum depression because I had a lot of support um but still experiencing the typical like what would my life be like if I didn't have a kid right now I'm so tired I need to sleep um all these questions that come into my mind um but I definitely saw the world in a different way and I felt so much more confident within myself physically spiritually emotionally um and then obviously i i truly believe my son's soul came to me so i could discover part of my soul's purpose and i believe part of my soul's purpose is to serve women in this way um so it really allowed me to explore more of my femininity to feel comfortable wearing a dress you know um wearing a bikini i would never have felt comfortable doing that before um just becoming really embodied in myself and connecting with other women and sisters and um creating that sisterhood and not feeling like i'm being too cheesy or it's too awkward you know like really connecting with that divine feminine energy um, so through that, I started holding women's circles and tapping in more with my intuition, um, like doing like Oracle card readings and just like with my friends and my sister, um, doing things like those to really help me tap into my physical self um connecting more with like my period menstruation um honoring the blood that comes from my body and not feeling like yuck oh god i'm on my period now you know um so yeah really connecting with that has been transformational and it has truly i believe guided me to where i am right now so it's so powerful it's so powerful yeah well i really appreciate the work that you do it's it's so needed and I think just it's just the information like helping uh and and not just mothers but families mm. you know because I know even like partners they may want to help and they feel really helpless like I know my husband the first time around I can just picture him and he's like touching her back and he's like <laughs> He, I swear to God, he was like more afraid than me. And I'm like, what's happening to me? Yeah. And that's a really important thing that I found in my, like when I visit my doula clients is to have partners or support people there, um, whoever's going to be in the room, basically, if they can come to a session with us, that's super important. Um, you know, uh, I think dads can feel quite intimidated by doulas. They might feel like, oh, where do I fit in? Because the doula's going to do everything. Yeah. Um, so when I meet my clients, I'm like, yo, like, I see you as my brother now. Like, it's all good. I don't like this whole yeah. idea that, like, I'm a professional and I'm going to come to you. And, you know, like, if I'm coming into your birthing space, this is I a family you, situation. Yeah, like I see you as family. Um, you know, I want you to feel comfortable around me. I want you to be able to ask me anything. I will answer openly. You know, um, if I can see that there's something that you could be doing, I'm going to pull you in. You know, and if there's something that you're not comfortable with, please speak mm -hmm. up. Don't feel like 
you're just going to be pushed to the side because this is more of your experience and it is mine. Yeah. I um, to make it uh, help men to really integrate into fatherhood yeah. so much more too because they feel empowered and mm -hmm. that they're actually a part of the whole situation because, yeah. you know, it takes, it's, we connect with the baby straight away. Like once yeah. you hear that heartbeat, you can feel it like it's, it's happening within us. Yeah. It's a lot harder for for men to be like to conceive like i have a baby yeah that connection piece is isn't quite there until the baby's physically like here is your child now hold your child oh 100 and especially for first-time fathers you know as yeah. well as we have the hormones and we have like you know almost nine months depending on when you find out you're pregnant to connect with the soul and if you went through a conscious conception journey um you know you might have connected with the spirit of your baby and um you know have more of that internal spiritual connection um which is why conscious conception can be super important for the fathers as well especially mm -hmm. for the fathers i believe because they can be more a part of the journey and that you know i think it's more intentional or you're more aware about the sacredness of this journey as opposed to like mm -hmm. we're just gonna create a baby you know but then that doesn't work for everyone so really tapping into okay what sounds right to me and what just doesn't fit because it's not going to fit everyone. No one's going to, not everyone's going to believe that they can connect with the spirit of their baby before they conceive, you know? Um, so to really tune in and be like, cool, that sounds good for me. I'm going to go with that. And that sounds a bit whack. So I'm going to leave it, you know? Um, yeah, I've actually got a book right here that I've got for a client and it's called uh, The Expected Father. Expected. Oh, um yeah, which is like, you know, there's so many cool books. Not, there's really nothing for first-time fathers. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. Even when I think about my husband, I'm like, well, he's just winging it. Like, I know, like, most parents are, like, are winging it. <laughs> We're all winging it. But yeah. it is nice to just to have that process for themselves. Yeah. Yeah, and it really depends on, like, the individual. Um, yeah. You know, I've got a few, I've compiled a few, like, videos and documentaries and things like that for dads to watch. They might not like to read. They might not even want to watch it. But to have them know that there's support and information for them as well mm. um, is super important because dads go through depression too. If their partner is going through postnatal depression, they are most likely going to experience part of that depression or fully as well. So, um, yeah, for dads to fully feel supported, in this space is such a beautiful thing. Amazing. Well, Renee, it's been so beautiful to, I'm so excited to connect with you. I can't wait to catch up with you in the flesh at some point. Yeah, for sure. Yes. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. I'm looking forward to COVID can just like piss right <laughs> now. I'm just like, I'm just, yeah, I'm ready to, to touch people and hang out and just... <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, I'm ready now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I finish every episode off with four questions okay. that I ask each guest. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to asking you these four questions. <laughs> cool. So question number one is, what is your definition of spirituality? I think spirituality is... Um, connecting with yourself, connecting with self. So whatever that looks like for you, I think as people and with, especially in a time where we're so attached to our egos, I think we perceive ourselves externally. So what am I going to look like to this person or what 
what does spirituality look like? I'm going to go Google it. I think um, we're all spiritual beings. I think we can 110% connect with our own intuition without needing, you know, we don't need crystals and sage and oracle cards. Those are all nice things, but they're very human things, you know. Um, we can connect with the higher source without all of these um, tangible things. So for spirituality... I mean, for me, it's just connecting with um, my intuition that I've forgotten, you know. I believe that I've lived here many lifetimes before, um, and I think I have grown my wisdom through those past lives. And so for me, it's more of a remembering as opposed to what am I trying to learn? Because I think at the core, a lot of us do have that knowledge within our soul, but we just need to come back to a space of remembering and honoring. Beautiful, beautiful. If you could ask the powers that be, so that could be God, source, whatever that is for you, you get to sit down, have a conversation, and you're allowed to ask one question and you're going to get an answer. They're going to give you the answer. What are you going to ask them? Wow. Um, Jesus, that's a hard one. <laughs> um. Where did I come from? Where did I come from? Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So question number three, what happens when we die? I believe we don't die. I believe that uh, our energy carries on in a different form. I think we are all eternal in some way, um, not within this consciousness of our human self, but I think our soul never dies and it carries on into different journeys. Um, and I think it's something that we, that I at least can't even conceive of. Mm. Mm. I love asking people. That <laughs> so the final question is, this is how people speak about you. This is how they reflect on you. Mm. Renee taught me to fill in the blanks. Um, okay, I'm sorry if this is like a not very swearing podcast because I no, just, no, 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 uh, you're welcome. It's I was like, I'm yeah. to myself just a little bit. Um, okay. I, Renee taught me not to give a fuck about people's standards, societal standards, and to really tune into my truth and myself and what it is that aligns with me beautiful renee was always uh, renee was always passionate um i don't want to say aggressive but what's the word i can't think of the word. <laughs> like very um yeah we'll just stick with passionate yeah <laughs> renee made me feel Oh, Renee made me feel like I needed to question where I was at in my life and if everything aligned with my truth. Boom. <laughs> Beautiful. Thank you so, so much for being on here. Where can everyone, um, what are your pages? Like where can everyone go and connect with you and follow you? Cool. I'm mainly just on Instagram um, at Renee Harita underscore doula. Um, for those of you who are unfamiliar with Maori pronunciation, it would be Renee Harata underscore doula, just for everyone to know. Um, yeah, that is my personal page. I also have a doula account, which is the Sacred Birth Sanctuary. Um, so yeah, contact me on there if you guys want to get in touch. 
Mm -hmm. uh, watch some interesting videos on my story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, amazing, sister. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Get Coaching Podcast. Please head over to Instagram and sound off. Tell us what you thought about this episode. And if you have any questions for our guest, simply head over to our Instagram page, which is at Get Coaching Podcast.